First Timothy chapter two. I'm going to begin reading verse one, please. I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubt. In like manner also, uh, the women adorn themselves in modest apparel and shamefacedness, sobriety, not with broad, braided hair or gold or apparel or costly array, but which becometh women professing uh, godliness with good works. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you bless the reading of your word. And Father, help us to understand that you love everybody. There's not one person you ever made that you didn't want to be saved. And I pray tonight that you'll let us see that clearly. And that is our business, to get people saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I uh, was thinking about the fellow, uh, that Walker, that uh, he's just a good friend and had the opportunity to spend a lot of days on the water with him fishing. And, and uh, time we talked about the Lord. And he was always questioning his salvation. He would always wonder. I would talk to him about his salvation. And one time he'd tell me, well, I know when I accepted Christ as my Savior. Next time I'd talk to him about it, he said, well, I hope I'm saved and I hope I'm all right. And I always told him that's uh, no way to live. And finally, just about uh, three weeks ago, I had the opportunity just to talk with him again, just me and him. And he said, preacher, I know I'm saved. No doubt about it. And uh, so it, it's a great feeling to know that. And yet there is people that believe that some is just not going to be saved and God don't want them saved. I want to read you something in verse 4. It says, Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This is not the doctrine of uh, um, universalism. That is that in time God is going to save everyone. Nowhere in the Bible is there such a teaching as God's going to save everybody on the face of this earth. But it is true that God cares for all men. God's never met anyone that I believe with all my soul that he don't want to be saved. God desires that all men be saved. doesn't mean that all men are going to be saved. Now I can prove this by five scriptural reasons. Number one, because we are to pray for everyone. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, said, I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now, if there was no hope then for some, why would God ask us to pray for every one of them? So we know it is. God would not ask us to pray for them 
if you didn't want to see them saved. And please get this. If someone says to you, I don't want to be saved. I don't want you to pray for me. That does not mean, and I've had that happen, that does not mean that we're to keep quit praying for them. We're to keep right on praying for them. Because you don't know when God's going to change that heart. And prayer does change things. And, and I believe that someone prayed for each one of us before we were saved. And number one, then, God wants us, our desires, all men should be saved because He asks us to pray for them. Number two, the second reason God desires all men everywhere to be saved is because Jesus died on the cross for all. 1 Timothy 2.6 Who gave Himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. I believe one of the things that will haunt men in hell for all eternity is to know that their sins were paid for. Although they went to hell not receiving the payment, they're going to know their sins were paid for because Jesus said, I've died for all. John 3.16 For God shall love the world. Jesus died for sinners and saints alike. Amen. And so you cannot say that God does not love everyone and God doesn't want everybody to be saved. Yes, He does. The teaching of the Bible plainly teaches that God desires all men to be saved. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now turn over to Second Timothy for just a minute. Second Timothy chapter 2. Look at verse 11 and verse 12. It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Now note this, please. God has put everything he can between the lost soul and hell. The Bible, the cross of Christ, uh, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, saved people, gospel preaching, the prayers and tears of Christians, all these things God has put between a lost soul and hell, not desiring any should perish. The grace of God is to all men. The fourth thing I want you to see about this is the fourth reason is because God has never refused anyone. Now, I've never met uh, a person that wanted to come to Jesus that not, could not come to him. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commended His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now notice, the Bible teaches all are sinners. So Jesus died for all, not a few. John six thirty seven, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Here's one thing I strictly believe. If you want to come to God, God will direct you in a way to get to Him. Somebody will pray for you. Somebody will invite you. Somebody will witness to you. Somebody will come to you and show you that Jesus loves you. Because God wants you to be saved. The fifth reason God desires all men to be saved is because God gave His Son to all. Jesus gave Himself a ransom for everyone, not just a few. Now, when you study these verses on uh, 
First Timothy chapter two. Notice again, I exhort therefore that first of all supplication, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks be made for all men. That simply means then that you and I as Christians are to pray for people. We are to uh, not just ask a few prayers, but in intercession or uh, prayers. That simply means that I want God to bless somebody. I want them to. I want to intercede for them all as I can. And I give thanks to God for all men. If, if there's one thing I've had to learn in the hard way over the years, uh, before I got saved and after I got saved, and living the Christian life, <clears throat> that all the people that God has put in my life was a blessing to me in some way or another. Now, it's hard to understand that when, you, when you're going through it at a time. <clears throat> but I can honestly look back now and I can see people that God put in my life, I'm talking about saved and unsaved people, that God put in my life, and every one of them God used for some purpose or another in my life. And so I know that they were put there for a reason, and God uses them. Now, <clears throat> notice what verse 2 says. We're to pray for kings. We're to pray for people in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in godless sobriety. You know what that simply <clears throat> now, now, I know, for instance, I don't know if Trump, our president, is saved or not. He don't act like it. He don't talk like it. All right? But he still stands up for God and the Bible and so on in this country. Now, you know what I honestly believe? I believe if we pray for him and if he's not saved, if he gets saved, we'll live a better life in this country. I really believe that. And I, I'm not just talking about Trump. I'm talking about anybody that's in office. Anybody's in office that's over in authority for us, and we think uh, uh, some of them just the way they live and the way they act, they act like that they can't ever get saved. Yes, they can. And that we are exhorted, the Bible says, to pray for them that's in authority, pray for them that's over us. And this is, verse 3 says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. We'll have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, it's wonderful, and it's something God gave us, the Bible, and we're to give it out as truth to anybody that we come in contact with. And verse 12, uh, 6 says, Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Did you know there is a certain time that you can deal with people, and there's certain times you can't? And what that is saying, just because somebody rejects you, or rejects the Lord Jesus Christ as, your, as their Savior at a particular time does not mean you're to give up. In due time, the Bible's called. You know what that means? That means that some will plant and water, and then comes the fruit. And it's not necessarily every time you witness somebody, they're going to get saved when you first witness to them. Now, I know this. If you reject Jesus Christ and you die in your rejection, you're going to go to hell. Amen. But I know some uh, that teach that if you reject Jesus Christ, period, you're going to die and go to hell. No. As long as you got breath, you got a chance to repent and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God loves you. And I can prove it from the Word of God. I was going through the Bible tonight uh, just thinking about how much God loves people. Just people. Everybody. I know He loves me. And I, I can prove it a thousand ways tonight. I know God loves me. But I know God loves people. 
And, uh, and, and some of them we look at and we think, no, God don't care. If it. Yes, He does. You think about how long suffering He is with people. I was thinking about that 90-something-year-old man who got saved in church several years ago. And that all those years that he lived on the face of this earth, rejecting Lord Jesus Christ, and just before he dies, he accepted. That's grace. That's the grace of God. God puts up with a lot of stuff for us, but he still loves us. Now look at uh, verse 7. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and burial. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. You know what makes a difference? I just believe everybody can be saved. I ain't going to doubt that. And doubting will cause you to quit praying for them and quit believing that God can save a person. And the more we witness to them, the more they have a chance to get saved. Uh, Brother Hyland asked me to go see his uh, brother, uh, no, his cousin, up in the, uh, off of 98 in Lakeland uh, several years ago. And I drove up there, and I never will forget this experience that I had there in that little trailer, just a little camp trailer in a little uh, uh, trailer park. And they, him and his wife were living in it. And I knocked on his door and told him who I was. He said, Preacher, let's sit outside. I don't want you to come into my meager little house. And, and I said, Well, sir, I'd be glad to come into your home. And uh, he said, I really, uh, it, it's such a, a shame that I've lived all of my life, and this is all I got at the end of my life, and I'm dying of cancer, and this is it. And he said, and he went on talking to me about it, and I, I, I said, Sir, uh, did you know that uh, it doesn't matter where you're at? Jesus still loves you. And I got a chance to sit there and, and talk to him and lead him to saving faith and his wife at his table there in that little house. And I never will forget how that he thought that he was beyond it because he had wasted his life and wasted his substance and wasted his living. And he just thought he was beyond the love of God and beyond God caring for him, beyond him getting saved. And I had to explain to him it was by the grace of God that I got saved. And when you understand that, then you can understand what a privilege it is to see anybody saved. And, and I've had the chance to save, uh, to lead uh, rich people to Christ Jesus. And it's a hard thing for me to deal with a rich person. Because they always got that feeling, you know, that they're above you in some way or another. But they're not. They need Christ just as much as you do. And we got to understand that. And when the Bible says, I exhort therefore that we make supplication and prayer for all men, that's important. We just keep on praying for them. Keep on witness to them. And God is faithful. Not we. God is faithful. Who will save all men. That he desires to. And if, I guarantee you, if anybody wants to come to Christ to be saved, he can be saved. Amen? I believe that 100%. Glad you all are here tonight. Amen? Been a good day. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I, I do thank you, Lord, for the opportunities you've given me all these years to witness to people. And even in my mind, sometimes I meet people, Lord, that I don't seem like they're here, don't seem like they're interested. 
And still I thank you for giving me a love of men's souls in such a place that, Lord, we can pray for them. Uh, we can just keep on keeping on and asking, Lord, and witnessing to them to one day just a kind word from somebody can make the difference. And I thank you for it. Bless we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.